Thank you for downloading this episode of the Football Purist Podcast. For more episodes, go to www.footballpurist.com and you can also find us at iTunes. Welcome to a slightly later edition of a purely Arsenal podcast. I'm your host, Jack Sessions, and today I've got one guest with me. I've got our very own BFG back in the house. It's Garrett Krutiger. How are you doing, Garrett? I'm doing great, Jack. How are you doing today? Good, mate. It's good to have you back on. It's been a while, hasn't it? It's been too long. I, I always appreciate the random text to join the podcast every once in a while, so if, uh, it makes me feel like a special guest. There you go. Well, you definitely are. You definitely are. We'd like to have you on more often, but we know you're busy, so we appreciate your time, mate. Oh, absolutely. Top man. But we got one game to review. We were we did a little midweek one to talk about the, the PSG game, but I haven't spoken to you for a while, so I want to get your thoughts on a lot of the talking points we've had for the last few weeks. I'm sure you've got a lot to say on it. But we've got um we had a Bournemouth game today and uh we just wanted to get back to winning ways really. We'd had three draws recently, performances weren't quite where we expect Arsenal to be, if you like, and certainly the results um it wasn't catastrophic, you know, especially in the month of November, but it but they weren't wins, and we wanted to turn them into wins, and it, I think it was a must-win game for us today. What do you you watched the game, Garrett? How did you see it? Yeah, considering the the way the fixtures have gone just this past, you know, PSG, Man United, Tottenham, and and every, everything else in between, with the our title rivals really picking up the pace. I, today was a must-win, in my opinion, because of a. Uh, Liverpool and, and City just getting it done and getting three points and you know domestically we in order for us just to keep on pushing and keeping the pressure through this month that had such a t- tough run of fixtures we needed to win today and uh gosh it didn't seem like it was gonna I thought it'd be a little easier to be honest I don't know if just being naive but Bournemouth really came to play they made it pretty tough yeah they did they really did um I, I thought they they actually showed themselves to be a very good side, Bournemouth. I knew they were good footballing side, but I felt they you know they started really well. I thought we started okay, a lot faster than we did in the last few games, if you like. But but they certainly had their fair share of it. What did you think about? There was a few changes in the lineup, Garrett. We've been chopping and changing the lineup. Seven changes from the PSG game. I mean, if you know Arsene Wenger, he doesn't make that many changes, does he? And so there were seven changes from the PSG game. What did you think of of some of the changes? Some surprises, Jenkinson. Not even in the squad, not really sure what happened there. And uh, Debushi coming in and, and then a new kind of midfield partnership. Xhaka and Eni, we've played once or twice, but another new pair in there. What, what did you think of the lineup? Yeah, I was actually pretty surprised to see Debushi in there considering his how long he's been absent from just everything. I don't even think he's even been in the squad this season uh, to make a bench appearance. Maybe he has on, on the odd cup game or the Premier League game here and there. But... Uh, I mean, just to have him directly included, I, I was pretty surprised to see that. But considering kind of the state that our right backs are in right now, with Bellerin needing a couple weeks to to get better, and apparently Jenkinson uh, kind of coming back from his lengthy injury, playing in the midweek, and the kind of the involvement that he's had in the past couple of weeks, maybe he just wasn't ready to to get another match. And I know Debushi played with the U twenty ones or twenty threes not too long ago, so maybe they saw him as you know, physically fit, but it seemed like Wenger in the back of his mind, uh, based off of some comments after the match, was preparing for him to not make it 90 minutes. So uh, I guess Gabriel had to come in and, and get the job done. But other other than that, I thought our 
our lineup was pretty predictable. You know, we had the usual check and Mustafi and Koscielny and Monreal. Debushi was a surprise, but the midfield partnership kind of kind of surprised me considering how well I personally think Coughlin's been playing and El Nenny's kind of been the odd man out and, and Jaka I think is like someone that's gonna really start getting more involved uh because of his ability to play in between the lines. It's kind of something that we've been lacking the last couple of weeks in my opinion. So having him in there I, I thought was gonna happen. El Nenny was was surprising, like I said, but I I think he had a, a fine game and then our front four, which has pretty much been uh, a staple on the side in the Premier League with Alexis up top and, and Giroud not even getting a start uh, in the Premier League yet this season. So not really surprised there, but I guess if, if anything's going to be too shocking is kind of the inclusion of El Nenny and, and Debushi. What did you make of it? Yeah, I just thought it was, yeah, Debushi was a little bit of a surprise because I'm more worried about his, not his ability as such, but his attitude and he has been... In fairness to him, just just being ruined by injuries as well, so I can't I can't knock him for for that one. But then I looked at the Jenkinson situation. There was a rumor we got a question from um, Nancy Wright asking about Jenkinson maybe walking out before the game started. Uh, there was mm. some rumors about that happening, and maybe because he was completely dropped from the squad, or maybe he was put on the bench that he, he walked out. But I'm not sure. I think that's just just rumors, if you like. But it might be if he wasn't injured, it is a bit crushing for Jenkinson knowing yeah. you know that that he's he's only been back for a few games. He didn't do massive amounts right I didn't feel midweek he, he didn't look like he was he did look like he was a bit short of uh, of the pace but what do you expect when someone's coming back from an ACL tear you look how long it takes mm-hmm. some players to come back from that so I thought it's a little bit harsh on him if there isn't a knock and then the jack around anything I mean I could talk about the midfield our midfield partnership like all, all day long mate because I just <laughs> feel like Wenger is still questioning it but what I did see today what I felt I did see today with jack around any is almost and I never thought it was a partnership that really crossed my mind, if I'm honest, but that it kind of created a little bit of a balance for us. Like, Xhaka's very defined in his role. He's, he's, he, he, he sits quite well. He doesn't push beyond um, where, where, a, where a kind of a deep line midfielder would do, if you like. Not quite anything like Coquelin, really, who, who, who goes everywhere sometimes, but, mm-hmm. but he's, he's great at doing it, I think. Um, but Xhaka's very, very calm and controlled, and, and he's got a great left foot on him. Um, and El Nenny is, is almost, you know, a, a different type of player, but very, very controlled in his position as, as well. Gets the ball, gives it. Um, he doesn't, he, you know, he's, he's, he's good in possession. I wouldn't say spectacular, but he is, he is good in possession. But I did feel like it almost set maybe a bit more of a balance to our midfield as the game progressed today. Um, and that I didn't really expect to see, if I'm honest. When I saw the midfield partnership, I didn't really think it was going to work. I was convinced he was going to put Ramsey in somewhere, and I figured it would be in the middle. Mm. So I thought that was interesting. And it was very interesting for him to go back to, he seems to really, really want to be playing a dynamic front three in the Premier League this season. I don't think Giroud started a Premier League game this season yet. No, not yet. I want to say. So it seems like he's really trying to, no matter who is not working in that front three line, which appears to be our left side often. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it seems like he's trying to continue. the front. He really believes that front three, dynamic front three, is what's going to lead us and take us forward. And again, we see Ox on the left today, and I thought he did okay, the Ox, in patches, um, and not so well in other patches. Um, in the game, I'm not completely convinced by him and Theo playing in the same team for some reason. I just feel they, at, at times, I thought Theo was very good today, but I thought Theo at times they can give an inconsistent, um, you know, they can be inconsistent in their end product, whether it's a final ball or their shot or, or whatever. And if both of them are inconsistent, it creates a, 
it creates a bit of havoc in the, again chaos in the front three. So I, I, I thought he was okay. What do you think of Ox's performance? There, I thought he was okay. What'd yeah, I didn't think it was terrible, all things considered, because I kind, I think Ox kind of goes as as the whole squad goes. Uh, when we play with a lot of energy and a lot of confidence, a lot of swagger, then he seems to excel. But when when the game kind of gets away from us, like it did in patches today when Bournemouth, you know, they're a good football team in possession and they play the ball side to side really well and they look to make incisive passes. And, you know, they're one of those teams that may be pushing for relegation uh, or battling to not not be relegated, but they're the one team in in that level that's always going to kind of try and play football with the top four teams rather than kind of sit back and, and go for it. So, you know, when Bournemouth started to take over, then then Ox kind of started to disappear, and same with Theo. And I kind of agree with you there because both of those players will disappear from matches for about 15 minutes at a time, which isn't what you want from your, your wingers. You know, you want them to pop up into space or or come into the middle and get the ball and, and or at least keep the width and, and always be available. But the two of them kind of seem to always disappear at one time or another. And, and I felt like Ox kind of had that today but then there were times where he would get the ball at his feet and he would always be looking to make something happen and I think that is what Wenger likes in Ox is that he's a player that's willing to kind of get the ball and take those risks and on paper statistically that's not going to you know it's going to make his take on his take on percentage is going to go down his he's going to probably try those riskier passes and and flicks and tricks that are going to try and create something to happen but it's not going to look good statistically but I think Wenger likes that because he needs players that are going to try and you know create something out of nothing because we can move the ball side to side all you all you like, but there's going to be a time where we're going to be going up against ten players in the box and someone's going to have to take a man on and try and beat them. And I think Ox is probably our best player at doing that, other than maybe Alexis Sanchez. But him playing centrally, he doesn't really get those opportunities like he used to playing out on the left. So I don't. Know, I think all, all things considered, Ox had an all right game. I, I think our best moments really came in the first half at least that I can remember with him having his feet on the ball he drew a good foul early on that got a yellow card he uh you know he got a found him found himself in good places a lot uh nothing just really kind of came off for him and, and I know that seems to be the case a lot lately but you know same with Theo kind of disappears and all of a sudden he scores a goal it's just kind of one of those things with him he, he always kind of gets in the right places at the right time yeah, yeah. I felt like our best players, especially in the first half. Obviously, Alexis is—he's just—he's a—he's a nightmare for defenders to deal with. I thought he was brilliant today, and then I actually thought Theo was very sharp today. It looked like weight had been been lifted. Obviously, you know, birth of his baby boy. Mm-hmm. Maybe that is on the on the mind of him. We know things like that can probably affect someone like Theo Walcott. And I thought, mm-hmm. he looked, you know, especially early on in the game. Um, I thought he looked. I thought he looked very sharp on the ball. Looked like he, his touch was very good. He was. He had nice little touches. Um, without doing anything, anything crazy because we didn't have that many chances on goal early on. But I'll, but we say that ten minutes in, uh, Garrett, and without a dynamic front three. Although it was a terrible um, mistake <laughs> by a Bournemouth defender, I think Cook it was. And but without the you know slight pressure that we're putting him under, I don't. I'm not certain that that goal even happens with someone like Olivier Giroud up front because they're so worried about someone like Alexis just just leading our front line and, and, and putting them under any pressure they, they, they're they constantly worried that they, they don't have much time on the ball but maybe I'm looking into that too much because it was just an awful mistake wasn't it yeah it was it was pretty terrible and you know I can kind of think I'm gonna have to be inclined to agree with you on that one because if you look at when I think it was Cook he gets the ball at, at, his, at his feet and he's he's got a guy right ahead of him but 
I think in the back of his mind, he's expecting Alexis to be closing him down so quickly that he's not going to be able to play the ball forward. And he just tries to play it back to his keeper. And, and he just, I think just the presence of Alexis in that area forced that, dis- forced that terrible decision and that mistake. And he's so clinical, he's going to put the ball away. I actually missed the goal because uh, my teapot was, was steaming in the kitchen. And I got up because we lost the we lost possession. I said, "Oh crap! Let me go get up and get my teapot real quick." And by the time I get back, we're one nil up, and I couldn't believe it. <laughs> kind of no, just happened yeah. so quickly. But I'll take it, man. If I have to go get tea for us to score every single time, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. And you expect us after that, that you know, going up one nil so early, you expect it. Hopefully, you know, not taking anything for granted to be quite a routine win and us to go on and get another. But then, you know, they they, they in fairness to Bournemouth, they come back into the game, they start to. They start to pass between us quite easily. And I don't know about you, I'm not going to touch on too much on midweek's game, but I felt, especially in the last couple of games, even against Tottenham to a certain extent, we, we've not really controlled the game for large periods of the game. And I, I started to feel like that was happening again early in the first half against Bournemouth. I felt like they were passing through us. Our midfield was, was too far apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I was watching it and going, well, we've got great players here. And, 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 and we, just, we just seemed to be giving so much space to the opposition. And it was frustrating me. And then came their, their goal, mate. And what did you think? I thought it was a very controversial penalty decision. What about I, you? It was pretty terrible. I, I, was, yeah. I was pretty shocked that, that the referee awarded it because, I mean, it's a shoulder-shoulder, classic 50-50. I mean, I don't even think he calls that a foul in the middle of the, of the pitch. Like, it's one of those, in my opinion, it, someone's going to go to ground there and the ref's going to just tell him to get up type of a thing. And and I couldn't believe he blew the whistle. And I, I was just, especially because moments before that, um, I thought Ozil went down pretty easy to to turn possession back in their in their half. But he actually got thrown to the ground. Uh, I forget who grabbed him. But, you know, so, right. so there's that there. And just to so quickly go from, having physical play outside of the 18 yard box. And then when it's inside the penalty area, it's, it's all of a sudden a penalty. I just, I was so frustrated. I almost couldn't believe it. I thought he was going to book him for, for descent or I'm sorry for, uh, for, you know, staging a penalty. I, I couldn't believe that he called it to be honest. Yeah. I, I thought he Wilson threw himself to the ground pretty easily. Wilson was going for that all day long, wasn't he? He was just, he knew that if he just put himself in a 50, 50, he was going to drop to the floor and give the, give the ref some decision to make. Yeah. I just couldn't believe the ref called it because Monreal didn't make a challenge on him. He didn't even shoulder barge him. It was just a, a blatant just, just coming together of two bodies. There was nothing there in it, was there at all? No, not at all. And I think if, and, if Monreal goes to ground there, then the ball just kind of rolls out of play and nothing happens of it. But since Monreal keeps his feet yeah. and then ends up stumbling over him, it's, you quite know, honestly, it's always, yeah. yeah. Quite honestly, yeah, exactly. he's quite an honest player, isn't he, Monreal? He's, and yeah, I just I couldn't believe he gave the penalty for that. I was I was fuming. I was I be I'll be honest. A few minutes before it, like the the Urzil thing, I was fuming at Urzil. Now, if you say he was pulled down, I, I did watch it one other time. But I didn't really get a good angle of it. I I, I thought for initially I was like, what are you doing, Urzil? What like you're never going to get a free kick there. I yeah. thought like it was one of those sort of Giroud like moments. Yeah, and no, I thought the, the same floor. thing too when he went down. I was like, God, I was so pissed off because he went down. I thought he went down so soft, and then it was just a quick turn of possession. Right there, and, and he was never going to get a call like that. But then it led to a penalty, and I went back and, and watched some some replays, and and he it looked like a, a classical rugby tackle. You know, he had two arms around him, put him on the ground, and you know, it was right in front of the side the side referee, and I just you know the line ref, and I thought he was gonna 
give him the benefit of the doubt, but apparently not, and no. gave him a penalty, and Wilson finished pretty calmly, I, I suppose. Yeah, we never saved penalties anyway. It was a sh- it wasn't even a good penalty. I was watching it thinking we never we do not we have a lot of penalties against us. You know, one of these one anything. of these days, I'm going to see a keeper just stand in the middle of the goal, and he's going to yeah. save every single penalty. That's all they do these days. They just kick it right down the middle. Yeah, Santi Cazorla loves doing that, doesn't he? Oh but, yeah, um, I feel like yeah. they all do now. They all kind of figure if I just hit it with enough pace right down the middle, they're going to jump out of the way. Yeah, yeah, so. it's annoying, isn't it? And then we were back, back all square, and I felt like that was, you know, after that, especially with the Debussy injury that we that we discussed, Gabriel coming on, um, our adjustment to Gabriel being right back. It was quite funny. I read some of Wenger's post match comments, and he he didn't seem confident at all in playing Gabriel right back. He said he's yeah. watched him twice, and he wasn't convinced either time on tape or something like that. He said yeah. he once for Brazil and once for Villarreal, and he wasn't convinced at all. And I was like, well, that's a vote of confidence for him. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're not even confident at, with him at centre-back, and there he is at right-back. But, but you know, he, he, he grew into the game, And but but as as his change was happening, we went one all, and, and they, they had a couple of really good chances, didn't they? I think they had a head-off for Adam, mm-hmm. Adam Smith, was it? Yeah, he should have scored, to be honest. And then Walcott, com- we watched it just now, Walcott completely left his man. Mm-hmm. For a, I can't remember who was through on goal, but they had a near post shot. Yeah, he should have squared it to Wilson, but he didn't. Yeah, and Czech just palmed it out for a corner. But that, that, that we, we, we were just leaving our men, and, and they, they were getting through on us quite comfortably. Mm-hmm. Um, do, do you worry about our ability to control the game from 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 the middle of the park, or, or do you think it's just a collective thing? We're used to controlling the game as an Arsenal team, aren't we? Yeah, I think our kind of our confidence has been taking a huge hit with the fact that we haven't been able to really control a match since probably Sunderland in October and and you know even with Ludogorets we had to come behind and and that was something I think we thought we were going to walk over and I I think that Ludogorets match probably knocked us on our heels a little bit and we were fortunate enough to come back and win that one but since then we just kind of haven't regained traction and and momentum from October which we were when we were so great and I think when Bournemouth equalized and you could kind of sense in the crowd there's a little bit of frustration and, and we weren't playing well and Bournemouth, like we've been talking about, they play good football. So they ch- they tried to jump all over us as quickly as they could and I think we were just kind of stuck on the ropes there for a little while and we needed halftime. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But some of our best chances probably towards the end of the first half came through that combination of Urzu and Alexis from mm. you know, from what I can remember, a couple of great chances. Alexis had one shot against the bar which was incredible, another yeah. one that just, just went over the bar thing. And it was all Urzu and Alexis. They were just looking for each other constantly. Yeah, I um, think I, if I we remember... were gonna break him down we needed it needed to come between the two of them just because of the we were stuck in a rut right there for a little while. Yeah, exactly. But we didn't manage to get we got to I was very annoyed at half time. I felt we could have Gave more as a whole in the in the first half, but uh, you know I, I expected us to do a lot more coming out in the second half, and we did. We we, we stepped up everything, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we came out flying. I mean, scored within ten minutes of, of the second half, and it, it just looked like we were. That was a great ball by by Nacho too. I don't know really if he meant it, but I mean it was right on yeah. Theo's head. It put it right in the back of the net. I, I don't really think we looked back from there. Yeah, Check. great play from 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 Ozil before as well, just to. Dodge and, and 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 disguise and keep switching. Oh, that was brilliant! Yeah, I yeah, don't know any brilliant. other player in the world that can give himself two yards of space without even moving the ball. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, he's he's great at that. That you know, drop at a shoulder and he can do yeah. it multiple times. And I felt again. I mean, you. I know you're you're a massive Özil fan, and I've I've in fairness become a huge Mesut Özil fan. But what I do find 
um, at times is he's another player that I feel can go in and out of games, but you 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 allow him that because he's he's genius, isn't he? He's he's, he's able to do things that only one or two of our players, Max, him and maybe Sanchez, are able to do. So 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 you allow him that. But 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 today I did feel like it was one of those games where he was in and out of it again. Um, but he, when he was in it, when he was on it, he, he made it count, didn't he? Yeah, I think every time Ozil had the ball at his feet, something came of it, whether it was a, a created chance or a, a, a smartly played ball or just kind of retaining possession. I, I feel like he was really on it today uh, in terms of when he had the ball. But, you know, he I, I always, in my opinion, the more you can give him the ball, the better. And, and sometimes when he doesn't have the ball at his feet, you kind of catch him kind of catch him just being a spectator i think he spectated a lot today and and he can really only get away with that when we have players like santa Cazola and alexis coming dropping deep and getting the ball a lot which would then allow ozil to you know move into those spaces that he that he moves into so well to kind of create those opportunities to score and, and when our midfield kind of our pivot isn't operating as efficiently as they probably can uh ozil i think doesn't really you know he he hurt he hurts uh when that's the case his performance it doesn't doesn't really come off so you know and, and that's not to really take away from Jocker on Nenny because I think on Nenny you know he's got loads of energy and, and he closes players down all game long and he, he keeps it running and running and Jocker I think had a couple great moments and I think we're really going to start seeing a lot more of Jocker uh, yeah, I felt second half as well. He was. Yeah. I felt like that was probably the best I've seen of him as the second half progressed. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean? no, absolutely. Yeah, I, thought... I think he had a great. He played a couple really good balls, and it was in the first half. He had that one. It was kind of Santi esque with his left foot. He played it from kind of the edge of our, you know, our defensive third all the way to our final third, right onto Alexis's boot, and kind of got. In my opinion, it was a foul, not a penalty, but definitely a foul at the edge of the penalty area, and. That one didn't get called, which was pretty frustrating. But you know, nonetheless, and and he had another great moment where he kind of just picked his head up and, sl- and slid the ball right into the path of I think it was Alexis, which may have led to our third goal. But uh, I may be mistaken there. But it was late on in the match, and a couple of great yes, great yes, passes played on there. Yeah, so Jaka may be someone that's going to start picking up the. Uh, the parts for Santi here is the uh, deep lying playmaker kind of connects defense to attack. And I think that's, what's going to really help Ozil out uh, as, as the season kind of continues on without Santi. Yeah. He seems like the obvious one to me, but Wenger has in fairness answered it saying that he, he needs a little bit of time to adapt. He knows how good Granite Xhaka is, but he just, he feels he needs a little bit of time to, to adapt to the pace of the English game. But it does seem like he is getting from what I see anyway, better every game that I, I watch him. I expect him to probably start midweek as well. He's not had a massive amount of the game, so I'd expect to probably see him in some form in the in the League Cup in midweek. I, I couldn't I couldn't see it doing him any harm. He's, I'm guessing he's pretty fresh, but yeah. But, um, but and but I agree. I thought he was he's great. He's fantastic on the ball. He's, he he just every I noticed early on in the season he maybe needed a little bit more time on the ball than what you get in the Premier League. But I think he's getting better and better at that, and at realizing that you just don't have a lot of time, and uh, you're going to be under pressure from the second you get it. And um, I think he, I think he's going to be a great player for us. But I don't, I, we worry, don't we? Worry about the the absence of Santi Cazorla. There was a, a, a stat going around today about how many games we've won with Santi Cazorla and without him. I think it's sixty five percent with him, forty percent without Santi Cazorla. Mm. And now we could call out stats all all the time. Some people would say that you know that's not significant. I personally think it's it's pretty significant. I just think we 
he's so technically gifted, Santi Cazorla, that when you come up against teams like PSG, with I really felt they they taught us a lesson at times, PSG, in terms of how to how to be a football inside, and I mm-hmm. hate that. I, I hate that. Like, <laughs> Wenger, Wenger must absolutely hate that. Yeah, and, I can and with Santi Cazorla in there, that that simply just I don't I don't see that happening. Despite the fact we did play him away and and they dominated us away from home, I understand that. Um, but the whole team was off in that game away from home. I, I think I just think when we're on it, Santi Cazorla is a is a huge part of being being um sort of guiding our play. But I also think Jack Wilshere would have would have played a probably some role um maybe this season he's he's doing all right for Bournemouth I think um, yeah what do you what do you think do you think it was do you think we're going to regret sending him out on loan for the whole season I was, I was talking about it yesterday with my buddies yeah I was telling them how important or you know how important of a part Jack Wilshere could have played this season considering kind of the style of midfielder he is and kind of the, yeah. the piece that we're missing right now and that kind of our midfield engine uh, is is lacking some creativity and kind of some drive uh, with you know the balls at the at the player player's feet and that's something that he excels at and he's playing well at Bournemouth. It was kind of funny to see him uh, at the stadium. Him and Welbeck, you know, he's you know they're teasing each other and yeah, Welbeck sure. was giving him something. I like to see that kind of stuff and I thought you know Wilson's uh, comments were a little were, were funny and I think people got a little too bent out of shape about him. I don't know if you guys have discussed it or not, but did you see what he said about uh? It was about the game. About the game today with Bournemouth and Arsenal. I mean, he said he wants Bournemouth to win. I don't think you can knock him for that. He's playing for Bournemouth. You can't, you can't, I think, I think maybe that's blown out of proportion. I don't know. What do you think? I think he's damned if he does, damned if he doesn't type of thing. But, you know, if, if you're playing, if a a certain club's paying, paying your wages, then you got to tell them, you know, you want them to win. Right. I mean, that's just kind of how it works. Whether or not it's true, I, I think. We all kind of know the answer to that one because Arson and, and Arsenal have been pretty adamant about what Jack's future or what their wishes are for Jack's future is, and they're going to offer him a new deal. And I think he's going to accept it, and he's going to continue to be an important part of our squad after he gets an entire season of you know one match a week, ninety minutes a week, and continues to to grow and kind of get beyond his injury worries. But you know, it's just good to see him back in the Emirates and kind of wish he was suiting up for us right now <laughs> yeah I'm hoping he takes some points off some top teams uh, yeah because you know him Bournemouth with him in their side they're, they're no mugs um, absolutely because they, you know, they're, they're a good side anyway and and um, I'm hoping he can do what Chelsea do every bloody week and yeah, send out players win, on loans and yeah they had that um, Ake today he was, he was a Chelsea player wasn't he He's a, yeah he was he played, he played great I think he yeah. still is a player on loan I don't think they sold him but yeah man he he, uh, I think he denied us two goals today. Uh, he, he had some great blocks, and he, he was a great player. I, I think uh, Bournemouth are actually going to do us a couple of favors this season. We'll see. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. I think they're playing a big side next week. I think it's, uh, I think they're playing Liverpool. So fingers crossed. Maybe they can do something. You never know. But, um, but I mean, going on to the rest of the game, two one up. Like you said, good, good, good goal by Theo. Um, nice header. Set, what is it? His second, second ever header or something like yeah, that. Yeah, pretty his wild. Um, but yeah. Oh, sorry, he had one in the Champions League this season as well, didn't he? Against Basel, great header. Was oh, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it was. And it, it so must, yeah, yeah, it was. It was must have been his second Premier League. League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it must be, must be. Yeah, he's not, we're not going to see many from Theo. But, but he's in that kind of form where he, where he might go on and get five or six headers this season. He's got six Premier League goals now, I think, this season. Alexis has got eight. How important do you think it's going to... We'll get onto the third goal in a second, but how important do you think it is that we, we talk about getting goals from different areas? Uh, uh, keeping Alexis and Theo fit 
um, and, 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 and scoring, that could be huge to our title push, couldn't it? Oh, absolutely. I think I don't think we can rely on Sanchez for every single goal, you know. It, and and we kind of saw this in seasons past, which was, was was so frustrating, was that you know players like Giroud were the only people scoring for us, uh, Giroud or Alexis. And then when they would go through their goal droughts, we had no goals from anywhere else. So it's good to see players like Walcott, you know, pop into places places where they can score goals and. Kind of unconventionally, but you know whether it hits the back of the net is, is all we care about. And and guys like El Nani making late runs and getting goals blocked off the line and stuff like that. I you know Jaka with his you know world famous Jaka boom shots from outside the box. And I think these are all good things for us moving forward. And as long as we can continue just to divvy the goals and assists around and not become too heavily reliant on on Sanchez or any other player. I think it just bodes positively for us uh, moving forward this season. Yeah, yeah, he's such a he's such a quality player though, Alexis, and he's still going in in the ninetieth minute. You know, you'd expect him to be exhausted by that time, but that point, sorry, and we got fresh legs coming on with Giroud. Probably a third goal was probably the pick of the bunch, would you say? Yeah, I think that was that was kind of our Arsenal esque. You know, that's exactly the kind of goals we want to score, and it's it's always funny. I thought that ball. I mean. Giroud looks like he's in so much pain when he runs. And to be fair, it sounded it sounded like he uh, kind of had a little twing of the hamstring, so maybe he was feeling it right there. But I didn't yeah, think I he was going to yeah. get on the end of that one. And then he just kind of squared it perfectly right into Sanchez's path, and he just kind of rolled it right in. It was pretty wonderful. I, I enjoyed that one. kind of made the last five minutes of the match a little bit more easy to watch. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. It was a good move. And, but you're, you're right, Ozil plays a... Beautiful ball, and you're going, I think that's going to run out of play there. <laughs> I thought it was going he straight just, out. He doesn't move too fast. And Winger did say he felt a twinge of the hamstring at the end. Yeah. And we're hoping it's nothing too serious and that he, that he starts Wednesday night because you'd expect him to start Wednesday night. So we'd ho- hope that it's nothing too serious. But I did read that at the end, got a little bit worried because we need him. And he's, he's, he's shown himself to be, he, he puts himself to the task. He's been great. He probably, he's, you know, fair to be a bit aggrieved at not starting with his form in the current games you know he's scored like three in the last four or something like that um but it's, it's a testament to 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 the squad depth isn't it that we're, we're not starting him garrett and he's fresh and it's you know almost the end of november it's, it's brilliant isn't it yeah i almost i mean i'm a huge Giroud advocate i think he's a great striker i don't think he gets enough credit for the the performances that he puts in and the results of, that are of those performances and I think, you know, the past five games or whatever it is, he's scored a couple goals, he's got a couple assists, and he's all coming on and doing it in limited time as a substitute. And, you know, I think he should be starting a couple matches here and there because apparently Sanchez, he snapped his hamstring on international break. He comes back, scores a couple braces, but whatever. Yeah, uh, no, <laughs> yeah but uh, I think, you know, Giroud, and he's just got to keep on doing his thing. He's He's going to get his chances I just think it's so important to have a player like him coming off the bench as well. You know, it's a, a United away is a perfect example of the of his presence and ability to come off the bench and, and get us something out of nothing because we were terrible that game, and and he comes in and and gets us a valuable point on the road. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think uh, I think Giroud's got a huge part to play this season in, in our success, and he's kind of one of those guys that needs to contribute on the goals. Because uh, if we look at our bench and we're not creating anything and we can't get anything from it, which has been so frustrating for us in the past, not having that striker, that goal scorer that we can put in to make a difference, uh, then we're going to continue to be frustrated. He just needs to kind of keep working hard and doing his thing. 
Yeah, we, he's definitely the first person we look to, especially at the moment with Welbeck out still and and Lucas. Well, I think Lucas is is possibly fit on Wednesday. There's there's rumours that he might come back on Wednesday, mm. but again, early t- days for Lucas. I don't expect too much from him before the turn of the year. I don't know about you, but but um, I don't expect too much. I think there's a settling in period probably for him as well. And yeah. So yeah, you know, Giroud's going to be. I think he's going to be huge for us, and he seems to. You know, obviously he wants to start, but he seems to be. You know, he's he's, he's sulking, but sulking the right amount because it seems to be. Seems to be um, going well for him when he gets on a pitch, son. So that's what that's what we want. We just want competition for places, don't we? So we're not arguing about that. But um, no, absolutely. I think you know if if you he wants to be put in the manager's thought as I need to be starting, then he needs to be coming in and putting in performances every time he gets an opportunity. And yeah. if he keeps on doing that, then he's going to get what he wants at out of the end of it. You know, I don't think that it's such a bad thing for Giroud to to come in and kind of have a little chip on his shoulder because he seems to perform better that way. And and when he gets comfortable is when he has those long goals, gold scoring droughts, you know, and the seasons past when we didn't have a striker to kind of push him uh, or keep him on his toes is kind of when he would go five, six, seven games without scoring. And, you know, that's par- yeah, exactly. pa- partly in due with him being exhausted and running out 90 minutes every single game because he is our only striker. But at the same time, when he sees a guy like Alexis scoring two, three goals a week and, and doing his thing every single match then Giroud knows oh if I don't come in and make make a difference when I get the opportunity that I'm just going to be you know sitting back here on the bench and I think he's got too much pride to be comfortable with that yeah you just talk about um you know we we argue a lot about you know putting putting players in wrong positions and getting the most out of a player and all this kind of stuff I I I mean you, you no one asks Ozil the question but you probably expect Ozil to be to be much more excited about playing with a dynamic front three than with with someone like Giroud up there, and that's not no no offense to Giroud for that, but you just Özil thrives on on people running beyond the ball, doesn't he, and running between the lines. Oh, absolutely. And and, and, and you'd expect, and it, it's got to be a big thing for for Wenger that you know getting the best out of your best players. Özil's obviously one of our best players, and mm-hmm. and 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 it's it's it, you know it, I'd expect to get more out of Özil with a dynamic front three than necessarily with. With Giroud up there, and it's, it brings in the talk about Aaron Ramsey as well. You know, where do we play Aaron Ramsey? How do we fit Aaron Ramsey in? Um, I'm I'm someone that's that struggles to see where Aaron Ramsey fits in, um, especially into the middle two, the way we kind of set up now, especially with Özil being there, because Özil is not necessarily someone that you look to 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 be tracking back and and putting in challenges. He's he's not that kind of player. We we right. know that. Um, and also, I, I don't really feel Aaron Ramsey is that type of player. I don't feel very comfortable with him going backwards. I, so I feel when you've got two of those players in the centre of your midfield, kind of, you know, in your in your middle mm-hmm. three, um, I feel like we're we're, we're extremely um, vulnerable. I don't know if you you'd agree with that. And, and where do you think Aaron Ramsey fits in, or, or do you not think he does? It's hard to see him fitting in right now. But you know, Wenger wants to get him in there so badly. You know, he really does. I, yeah. I, yeah, I think if there's ever that opportunity, it's going to be kind of rotating with that deep-lying midfielder, the one that's Shaka or the one that's Coquelin. And it's going to be kind of the Ramsey, El Nenny, I don't even know, Santi, gosh, whoever he, whoever he wants to fit in there is going to be the one that, that fits into that position. And I think that's where Aaron Ramsey also just wants to be. I don't think he wants to be out wide. You know, They'll, they'll say, oh, I'll, just, I'll play anywhere the boss wants me to. But, you know, really, he wants to be central, and I think he's been pretty vocal about that as well. Mm. So so it's hard to see. He's going to have to play his way into the side, and I think as fans, that's what we want. You know, you want your players to 
play themselves into the side because they can't not be left out. You know, you want to, when Ramsey comes in, uh, like he did today, he comes in and plays centrally and pushed Ozil out to the right, Alexis to the left, and Giroud was in the, it was up leading the line. You know, that's when you want yeah. Ramsey to come in, get a couple good touches, make a difference, spray some good passes, and, and you know, kind of make those late runs into the box, maybe score a goal or make a difference. And that's where the boss is going to be like, oh, I, I think I should should start getting Ramsey in, in there centrally. And that's what he's paid the big bucks for. You know, he's got to make that decision. But I don't think we can play Ramsey out wide and, and kind of rely on him to track back and, and push forward and come centrally. And even, you know, and I, I always thought that when Ramsey or, or Jack or whoever it was kind of as a central midfielder playing wide was put in that position, we got all too narrow and, and too congested. And that's where we start doing a lot of the, you know, bouncing the ball off of Giroud, trying to, to play kind of some type of ping pong game where we don't have any width through the center of the of the penalty area. And and that's where we all get so frustrated and kind of the games start to slip away from us. So yeah, we'll oh, see how that goes. Very predictable, yeah. very predictable, didn't it? He, he did go back to that when we weren't playing well oftentimes, but I hope he doesn't do that again. We saw him do it against Man U, putting Ramsey out on the left. It didn't didn't work. And, and, and I wonder if he's going to do that again. I probably expect to see Ramsey against Southampton, maybe even in the Ozil role against Southampton mm-hmm. in midweek, um, just because he, he, he does like to be a bit more forward, but but like you said, central. Um, um, but, he, you know, you need to... I felt like when he came on today, he actually did quite quite real rounds. He probably because we're, we're, we're attacking, we're, 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 we're playing better, and he doesn't feel like he's got too much defensive responsibility, so he can kind of roam. He just likes to roam everywhere and be that late runner into the box, Aaron Ramsey, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and when he's got the licence to do that, he's, he, he, you know, he's, he's very dangerous. He is very dangerous, but he's so hard to see in the setup and the system that we have right now exactly where he fits in um, week in, week out. I, f- I find it really difficult to see where that is. But like you said, Wenger, is, he, he seems to find a way to fit him in. So He's determined. He's determined yeah, he to is. get him in the side. If he has to play six central midfielders, he'll do it. Yeah, it frustrates a lot of our guests on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. they, 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 they don't see how he's going to fit in. But hey, what, what do I know? You, you know, with Theo, I didn't see the turnaround, so I don't, I don't. You know, you don't know. It could, Aaron Ramsey, if he can get back to the form that he's capable of, then he's a player you want in your side. It's just, mm. it just, it hasn't. It's been a while, but, but um, fingers yeah, I think, crossed. I, I hope. I, hope I he think can. it's hard for for Arsene Wenger to have to. I, I don't know if he can do what he does for Ozil for every single player. And when I say that, I mean, like, by playing Alexis up top, he I think he does that to benefit Ozil, like you said. I, I don't yeah, think he does it huge, because he yeah. thinks Alexis is the best center forward in the team. I think he does it because having Alexis up top, more creative players out wide, uh, it gives Ozil the best opportunity to excel as the type of player that he is. So mm. I don't think he can do that for Ramsey and Ozil and... Theo because he can only play on the right and you know Jaka or Coughlin and, and I just don't think he's going to be able to make the decision to have all of these players kind of get in the perfect recipe it, it you got to have you got to have the players that are going to be able to do the job of what they're asked and then maybe that one luxury player and, and I don't think there's a better luxury player in the world than Mesut Ozil you know yeah, yeah, he's got he's got to be the one if we're going to pick one. I agree. Um, yeah, it can't be. So maybe Aaron Ramsey's going to have to bide his time a little bit and 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 see how he goes. And a big chance for him midweek. So hopefully he uh, he shows us a performance that makes Winger 
make sure we make a decision uh, next weekend. So Absolutely. We'll wait and see. But we got some fans' questions. Um, thanks for your questions, guys. I know we we, uh, we didn't give you much time to ask them, but um, at um, Tashes, she reminded me that her name is pronounced like Sanchez. So ah. Tashes at Tashes. That's how I'm going to remember it. She says November November's over now. Thank God, undefeated in November, so can't complain about that. Yeah. Um, should Cockland be worried now? She said Jacker and Elneny were outstanding today. Do you think Cockland should be worried? I think he's been brilliant for us this season. What do you think? I think he's been great. I think this is just an opportunity for the boss to rotate, and uh, Cockland was the one that got the sword and. You know, to El Nani's credit, Jaka's credit, they both played great today. And like we've been saying for Ramsey, now Wenger's uh, going to have to make a decision. So, you know, he, he's going to have to make that decision for Jaka, El Nani, Coughlin, Ramsey. And, you know, they're all playing great. So I think it, I think we're in a good position right now, uh, given the op- options that we have and, and the ones that we're lacking. Our, our midfielders seem to be playing all right uh, individually. Now they can just kind of start playing great together, be in a better position. Yeah, so it is about finding the, the right partnership, isn't it, ultimately? Yeah. I mean, Cockland probably works best with Gazzola, mm-hmm. I would say, because the amount of times they've played together, they've had bad games, but mostly they've had good games. I personally feel the most comfortable when I see those two in the middle. Um, I don't know I don't know about you. Maybe that's just because I'm used to that. Um, but but I, I think Cockland's a great player. I think he's very underrated from other fans as well, just because he's not a big money buyer. People tend not to think he's um, as good as he is, but he's, I think he's a terrific player, mate. Yeah, he's excellent. Um, Woody, who do you think our, our best partnership is right right now at this moment? I mean, if you had to pick the team with, for their... Yeah. With everyone fit? or No, no, with, that, with our current situation. Oh, yeah. with our current situation? I'd probably... I mean, it would be judged game by game, but I would probably go... At West Ham next week, I'd still probably go... I'd probably stick with Xhaka Elneny, mate. I've, I've, just because of how, how it was against Bournemouth. And although I, I think Xhaka and Coquelin would work, it, it, it may, maybe it is a little bit too, not defensive as such, but, but not ball-playing enough, if you like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, hard, it's a hard one to judge. Ultimately, I, at the start of the season, I would have said Coquelin, Cazorla. And when Cazorla isn't fit, bring Wilshire in. If I'm honest, that's what I would have said um, before Wilshire got put on loan. Um, Now it's you know it's very game by game. I I just I find it difficult to put Ramsey into one of those two places. If I'm honest, yeah. Um, But any other combination, I'm I'm quite comfortable with as long as uh, as as long as um, you know they 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 kind of work like they did today. They they, I thought they got better and better as the game went on. What about you? Who who would you go with? Uh, man, I actually think uh, Xhaka and Coughlin, in, in my opinion. If Jaka kind of continues the form from the second half of today, kind of on the right foot into the next match, then you can't really predict that. But I like what I saw from Jaka today, and if he could carry that in the next match and put a player like Hawkland, who, in my opinion, I don't think he really gets enough credit for his ability to play the ball. I, I think he, I think he can spray it wide, great. I think he I finds his teammate really well. He just kind of is one of those dirty players that people don't appreciate the finesse side of him, and I, I think he's a great. I think he's a great all-around midfielder. I think Coughlin and Jaka and getting El Nenny in there and uh, as a kind of rotating maybe. But I, th- I think uh, Coughlin and Jaka would be, be my choice for next weekend at West Ham. Yeah, I like that. Especially for away games, I could probably see that more more likely than for home games where you expect to have maybe more of the ball. Then I can see why you'd put someone like El Nenny in there who's just who's just constantly popping the ball around but yeah, but yeah I think I think I think I think Cockland's brilliant I got I got I, I hear a mixed reviews from Arsenal fans on Cockland oh he needs to be how can he be starting this that and the other I, I just think he's I don't really brilliant. understand that 
No, I don't get it either. And he, especially when we press high, he, he is unbelievable. And yeah, sometimes he does leave gaps, but he is unbelievable at anticipating where the ball's going to go and turning the play over and um, and, and, and restart, restarting attack. Do you think people so, just kind of have a, a hard time trusting him because of his kind of stupidity at Spurs last year? Possibly. I worried that rested on Wenger's mind too much because it was a big mistake at a big time, but... But I think he's learned from that. You know, all you ask is the players learn from their mistakes, don't you? Like Oxley Chamberlain, you'd ask that he never really learns from his mistakes. Like, yeah. It's the same thing, you know what I mean? But Coquelin, you really feel like you you see progression in him, game in, game out, year in, year out. And that's that's all you can ask, really, isn't it? I mean, Absolutely. You could. I feel like he's he's learned, he's progressed, he, he he's constantly wanting to do do better. And if you're looking for consistent players, and we we are like someone like Alexis is consistently giving his all. Coquelin, you know, you're gonna get your all from mm-hmm. Cochrane in a game and I think there's a lot said for that because you have some players you know that we have that, that you know disappear sometimes we've said it before and we, we we can't have that in the middle of the park we'll lose the game if we have that so yeah. you can see why Winger turned to Cochrane he's, he's going to be a huge player for us for, for the rest of the season I think yeah I think Cochrane's a big a big match player you know he shows up for the big matches and I, I just think yeah. he his, you always know that he's out on the pitch, you know, you always feel his presence. And that's why I like having him out there because he kind of just gives you that assurance that you're not going to have a, a central midfielder that kind of gets lost in the match. You know, he's always going to be there. He's always going to be doing his best to make a difference and he's always going to be doing his best to, to win. And I, I, I love that. Great attitude as well. I saw an interview, or sorry, heard an interview with him a, a few weeks back about, and someone's asked him a question like, "Would you ever think of moving on to a, to a bigger club?" And he was like, "I'm at I'm a, a huge club. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know why I'd want to move on anywhere else. I'm at a huge club, you know." And he's been everywhere. We've loaned him everywhere. He, he's done it the hard way, hasn't he? Really, yeah, yeah. Done it really, the, and it says a lot for someone's character, I think. And I think he's easy, easy, easier to stay. He just wants to. He just wants to play for Arsenal. It's just brilliant to see that enthusiasm for someone. He's he's like a fan on the pitch. Yeah, we love it. We love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's brilliant. So you want to see more players like that, really. But um, at Sam, I am underscore 21. She asked a few questions. I'm going to ask this one. Um, was it fair to throw Jenkinson in against Man U and PSG, but then sit him against Bournemouth? And what did you make of Gabriel's performance today? Um, what do you think, Garrett? I think it's pretty harsh on, on old Jenko, another fan on the pitch for us, you know. And, yeah, you, you know, you know, I think I didn't hear – I actually didn't hear that uh, – rumor about him kind of storming out of the stadium and, and leaving I, I hope it's not the case because he's worked so hard to get back to this point and kind of become relevant again and I think it was harsh on him not to be involved but you know like like we've been talking about he had a huge injury and he had a lot of time off and I don't know maybe three games in succession Banger thought was a little too much for him and I don't know I, I think I, I just hope that he still gets his opportunities uh, to, to play because we're going to be hurting at right back because Gabriel, although he was fine at right back, I don't think he's someone I would prefer to have out there. I, I like my right backs to have a, a bit more pace, maybe a bit more stamina, someone that gets up and down the touchline and, and just kind of provides that width. I don't know if Gabriel's going to be able to do that, even though he did kind of grow into the match, but I, I don't know if I can trust him there week in, week out. Yeah, it's a hard. I mean, what do you what do you think the answer is then? Because let's say Debushi's injured, Jenkinson maybe is out of favour, or maybe he did get a knock or, or whatever. Um, is the answer the only other options is probably Gabriel, unless we decide to move Mustafi over there, which mean, then means separating the centre back partnership. Would you would you think that would be a better option? I don't think so because I think I think having that centre back partnership is so important. It's, I think it's much more important than it is 
having a, a player who can fill in at right back. You know, I, I think having I a solid center back partnership is more important than kind of a, a journeyman right back until someone can can get themselves back out there that's a bit more comfortable in that position. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think Gabriel could could fit in and do fine there. And even Cochlin could fit in and do fine there. He's he's you know shown yeah. in the past that he could play as, as a fullback, so yeah, could, I think po- it'd be could okay. be a possibility. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll, we'll make do, hopefully. But it seems to be having a, a little bit of a curse down the right side on, on the right back at the moment. Mm-hmm. Just everyone seems to be coming in, getting injured. But I'm hoping Bellerin's not more than two to three weeks away. It wasn't deemed more than a month injury, I don't think. Yeah, so. he seems to be kind of getting back into his his uh, physical therapy and, and getting back and getting back into the gym. You know, If you follow him on any of the social media stuff, you see him more. Oh, does he? Okay. Yeah, so you, you can see that he's not, you know, purely rehabbing he's he's out there he's he's working out he's he's making his you know getting out there and running jogging and doing all that stuff so i think he'll be back uh before we know it but you know the sooner the better he's he's brilliant irreplaceable isn't he? irreplaceable yeah. just unbelievable player yeah yeah good glad he signed a new contract though i'll take that i'll take a, a free full week layoff to know that we've got him for a few more years so yes yeah, um, I'll, t- I'll take three weeks off for six more years of that yeah, absolutely. Fingers crossed he stays for it. But um, yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Um, at AFC Unningham, oh sorry, at AFC underscore Unningham, um, Adam, he always posts in a lot of questions. He'll send us a whole report on what he thought of the pod, so I appreciate ah, that. Love um, it. Yes, it's great. It's great to get questions like that. But he says, my question for this week is, do you think Aki's, I think it's Ake's, um, yeah, Ake. should have been sent off. Should should have been sent off um, in the first half. I think he's talking about the Alexis foul that you mentioned that was on the edge of the area. Ah. Um I can't remember another one. Was there another penalty penalty call for for that? And he said, he said, do you think that incident changed the first half? If it, if it was a foul, I didn't think it was a sending off though. Did, or am I, was there another incident? Uh, I think uh, that must be the one because he's the one that that instigated the contact there. So right. uh, that, maybe I th- a booking, but yeah, we're just gonna roll with that one because for, for the sake of that's yeah. what we're talking about. So I, in my opinion. Uh, I don't think that was a red. Uh, I think it was kind of a an incidental contact type of thing. And, and if he didn't know what he was doing, he was pretty good at at, at hiding it. Um, but it was definitely, you know, he should have been booked, maybe cautioned. Uh, shouldn't have been a free kick. It wasn't quite in the penalty area yet. He fell into the penalty area. But you've seen those given as penalties. Uh, but it, it most definitely should have been a free kick of some of some sort and a, and a booking. But maybe not a red. What, what do you think about it? Yeah, I, I completely agree with you, mate. Yeah, I, but, but uh, you know, if, if we miss something, Adam, because I remember him mentioning it and feeling quite strongly about it, um, um, let, let us know, mate. Maybe I didn't really see it on the, on the highlights and I watched the, the game in full, but maybe I'm just forgetting it. I'm not sure. But um, You know who yeah, I think should have probably been sent off was uh, well, Harry Arder. I think that's that. Yes, uh, he, yeah, he went in yeah. rather recklessly with his studs right up in the air and, and didn't even get a caution for it. I was pretty shocked. Yeah, yeah, he should have been. Also, I think we might have been a little bit lucky with Alexis. Um, it yeah, wasn't was a dirty terrible. challenge. I, yeah, but it was a bad challenge. I don't think he meant it manously, like um, with any violence or anything like that. He's not that kind of player. But but it was a just bad caught pretty challenge. terribly. Yeah, yeah. If you look at the challenge itself, you, you, that's a that's a that's a really bad challenge. So yeah. it's a striker's challenge, wasn't it? <laughs> it's a striker's challenge from behind. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah. So that one as well, and um, there was a few controversial decisions uh, with Monreal's penalty decision. There was another one, wasn't there? Where yeah, the handball. It was more ball to hand. It was ball to yeah, hand. Yeah, ball to hand. I, I was, yeah. and that would have been another one where I'd have been pretty. I, I think he knew. I forget who flicked it into his hands, but he knew what he was trying to do there. You know, he saw Monreal's hands out. He flicked the ball right into his hand. I don't think he had any intention of playing that ball anywhere else. 
And yeah, the amount of commentators you hear, though, going, that's a penalty. And I'm like, if you look at the letter of the law, that can't be a penalty because his hand didn't move. Yeah, and it, and, and exactly. it was pulled a hand. And they'll go, well, it was in an unnatural position. I'm like, a human being is not a pencil. You have to put your hands out somewhere to balance yourself. Yeah, and an unnatural so, position is what these players do nowadays with their hands behind their backs. You know, that's an unnatural position. If you have your hands out wide, that's the only way you're going to keep your balance. Yeah, exactly. I thought it was ridiculous. So, yeah, not a penalty for me either. Agreed. Um, the original Del Boy says, would you have played Gibbs instead of Monreal? I thought Gibbs has been performing well, and there has been question marks over Monreal. What do you think, Gary? Do you think Gibbs should be starting at the moment? I think he... I've always I've always been a kind of a believer in Gibbs, and I think he's a great player. I, I And I also kind of see this slow decline with Monreal. I don't know if it's just kind of age catching up with him or the amount of football he's been playing, but... He's not quite as Mr. Consistent as he has been in, in the years past, and I think Gibbs should be getting more opportunities. And whenever Gibbs does come in and play, I, I always feel like we a bit more of an attacking team. We play a bit we play a bit better that way, and it's kind of sounds silly because Monreal had a brilliant assist today. But I don't know I always feel like Gibbs kind of offers more more width in, in some some regard. But uh, I don't know. Maybe Gibbs should be getting more shouts since uh, Monreal seems to be getting done for pace here and there and. Seems like he's kind of struggling with a few crafty wingers. Uh, you know, these crafty wingers that come up against us. He he seems to be having a hard time with them right now. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a good shout. I mean, I do wonder if it's a place we look to strengthen in the, in the future. You know, uh, I feel like Gibbs and Monreal are for me are both kind of seven out of ten left backs, but mm-hmm. um, which isn't a bad thing, you know. But but at the same time, you you may want to look for something something more. You know, maybe not this season, but. But I do think uh, it's a close call between them. It's definitely not Monreal's out there in front because he's been, like you said, he's been done over a few times this season. It might be because the left side's constantly chopping and changing. But yeah, he seemed pretty frustrated with Oxlade Chamberlain today for the amount of protection he was getting. Did you did you notice that he kind of? I didn't notice that. I noticed a few players getting frustrated at times, which I like to I like to see. I saw Mustafi screaming at. Um, I can't remember who it was, but a few of our players screaming at each other just to, you know, just to sort of focus and stuff. But I didn't see the Ox one. No. Yeah, there's a moment where uh, there's a there's just a pause in play because uh, Bournemouth was attacking and they're coming down, hit, you know, the our left hand side and and they got the ball played out of bounds and Monreal just went over and had a had a firm talking with uh, Oxlade Chamberlain because I don't think he was very impressed with the amount of tracking back that he was doing to uh, provide him some protection. I don't know. So, is it just me, or does it seem like every time Monreal is tracking back, he he seems to be losing his balance, kind of the way he's he's running? Or <laughs> did, have you noticed no, it's that? interesting you said it because we got a question from Joseph Gertz that says, "When Monreal is tracking back towards the ball, does he always appear to have recently be sh- been <laughs> shot by a sniper?" <laughs> and that's pretty much what I, you're saying. He he's always looks like he's stumbling forwards, yeah. and every, kind of like the penalty decision you know yeah. he, he's doing that so much and that that, that tells me a, a bit about where he's, he's, he's just kind of worried about his pace you know um but i don't know about you what, what, what do you think you, you know how like when you're running and you're trying to run faster and you kind of are stumbling forward after every step but you're trying to keep your balance yes i, I feel like that's what monreal is doing every time he's get he gets done for pace or he's tracking back and, and i always feel like he's on the verge of just falling over on his face yeah. and i don't know maybe maybe he's just kind of losing a step or something i'm not sure what it is but I, I don't ever get that feeling with gibbs i always feel like gibbs is maybe a bit more athletic he he just kind of has a, a bit more 
zip to him right now. And I think that's what I like seeing out there is whenever Monreal's out there tracking back on a player, I just feel like he's going to fall over at any moment. Yeah, and with someone like Gabriel up right back, who's a bit more defensively minded, we may need someone pushing on a little bit more like like Gibbs to give us a little bit more of a, a balance on either side. So mm-hmm. it might be the time for, to see Gibbs. I expect him to start midweek again. So he just, I feel like he's done he's done quietly quite well, Kieran Gibbs. He can be a bit hard, feel a bit hard done by not to be starting. Um, yeah. in the Premier League right now, but Winger obviously doesn't want to change it just yet. But yeah, I agree with you. I don't. I don't quite get that. A bit worrying. A bit worrying um, to see Monreal doing that. You know, um, um, regularly this season. But hopefully, we we get that side sorted out. Fingers crossed. But um, yeah. Did you notice the bit today where Alexis was telling everyone to calm down, and then he immediately sprints to close the player down? Yeah, that's brilliant. They keep showing that video. That's brilliant. Yeah, he just keeps putting his arms down. Yeah, it's great. He's, He's telling everyone, everyone relax. Everyone relax, and then he takes off at full speed and. You know, I, 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 that guy just never shuts off. I love it. Yeah, he's got an unbelievable engine. And he's, he is, you know, you talk about star men, you know, star men in, in teams. He's, I feel like, you know, I know we've got Ozil, we've got other players, but Alexis, you know, if you look at game in, game out, he's, he is our star player, I feel like. You know, he's, he's, our, he's our outstanding player that's going to grab the headlines and, and get the goals. You're, you're, do you feel yeah, like, hands down. Yeah, do you feel like, I mean, he's... he's I read somewhere or someone tweeted that he's probably the closest thing we've got we've had to Omri since Omri. Would you would you agree with that? In I would totally of... agree with yeah. that. Yeah. You know, he he's that player that when our backs are against the wall, we can rely on him to kind of just grab the game by the scruff of the neck and just go get it done for us. You know, it's just like when when you have that type of talent and a player with that type of determination and and just skill and will to to get it done. It what a difference that makes. You know. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but if I see him anywhere near the squad on Wednesday night, I'm going to be fuming. Be fuming. <laughs> yeah. He better be at home with terrible. his dogs, like he said. Yeah, he, he better be. I mean, God, give him a day off just to go play fetch or something. You know, he probably throws the ball and runs it down before his dogs get to it. Yeah, he's going to be on the beach somewhere doing sprints, and he. <laughs> I love that picture of him doing push-ups at training while the coaches are explaining the the drill. Did you see that? That's unbelievable. That's kind of stuff you know I would thought thought of doing when I was like twelve or thirteen. But you don't expect <laughs> professional footballers who are practicing four or five hours a day to be. It's mad. I, I love it. That's it's just brilliant. It's a, the, the the love for the game is just unbelievable to see that. It's just it's just great to see it. At that you know you, you, when you, you get people play, getting paid that much, you know at this level, you see it less and less, don't you? So it's so refreshing. I'm fairly sure he he'd commit to the amount of football he's playing right now at the level he's playing for free. Yeah, you know, he's just that kind of guy. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I just hope we you just get him to sign that new contract, mate. Yeah, it's pretty worrying. Yeah, about, well, it doesn't sure. seem too worried about it, but you know, he's not been worried about a lot of people's contracts in the past and then piss off the man you, don't they? So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll Jeez. see. First ever question that we got put to vote this is quite an interesting one the original Del Boy said who is the best Arsenal keeper that you've we've had in the last 20 years and the options he gives you can go beyond the options if you want is uh, David Seaman Peter Cech Jans Lehmann or Spina based on how much safer you felt with them in the in, in the goal who would you say your best goalkeeper is for the last 20 years oh man uh, I can't really speak much on a, on a couple of these but but Jens is probably up there and I don't know. I love Big Pete, man. Uh, uh, Big Peter Check. He, he back there. Yeah. I, I think today he made he made a couple ex- outstanding oh, saves. That one in the second half. I can't remember. Who yeah. Played. It was a, it was a great save. It was a phobe. It was a phobe. He he oh, was uh, kicked it right at his legs, and it's just a pure reaction save. And and that that actually that save he made at his near post was just a big right hand uh, when Smith or whoever it was should have should have squared it to 
uh, Callum Wilson. That was a that was a great save as well. I mean, you don't really expect Check to get beat on his near post, but at the same time, I think Check was probably expecting that to get played across, yeah, across the center the goal, field, yeah. Yeah. And, and he just stood strong and had a big big hand there. So yeah, we got I, two. I don't know. I, I, I'll I'll go with Check just because yeah of how great he's playing right now and and kind of the the influence I feel he has on this team. What would you say? I would go with Jans Lehmann. And, I mean, the vote has, has gone with David Seaman with 57%. I mean, it's, it's way out in front. But for oh. me, Jans Lehmann, and I, I, was, you know, I was following Arsenal when, when Seaman was, was there for a long, long, long period. But I just felt like that couple of seasons under, with Jans Lehmann, I mean, it's not just because we were invincible. I just felt like he was, he was unbelievable for a couple of years with us. I really felt like yeah. he, was, he was brilliant. He was like 34, 35 as well. Yeah, so and the guy was crazy too. He was a, yeah, he was such a character, wasn't he? Yeah, and, um, and my and my dad is the spitting image of Ian's Lehman. So we walked into <laughs> we walked into the I think it was the old Triangle down Highbury Way and down 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 Highbury walking down a Highbury. I can't remember what pub it was. And we walked in and literally everyone just starts singing Lehman and just opens up. Let's my dad <laughs> That's awesome. in front of the bar. And uh, other than the fact that he looks about thirty years older, he is the spitting image. Yeah. So it's, it's, <laughs> and, he's, and he's about one foot smaller, but he is facially <laughs> the spitting image, <laughs> which is pretty yeah. funny. But um, it's awesome. Yeah, crazy. But I was, I, I, like you said, Ian's great character just a great goalkeeper I thought um, didn't think we were going to lose um, just felt so comfortable with him in goal probably because of the team we had around him as well in fairness but mm-hmm. um, a bit of tongue in cheek here but Scott's Red Cannon the Red Cannon says apart from Oxlade Chamberlain who is the worst player you've ever seen in an Arsenal shirt and I thought oh, that was a bit harsh I thought it was a bit harsh what I said to him was I said let's split that up into two questions let's say who is the worst ever player we've had under Wenger and okay. let's then say who is the I already player. know my answer. Yep, yeah, I've got mine in my head. And then who is the player that isn't the worst, but the one that's never really fulfilled their potential underwing, which I would put Ox into that bracket. That's a good one. You know what I mean? So who would you say, let's go with the first one, who is the, who is the worst player you've seen um, under Arsenal? Oh, Andre Santos, hands down. Really? I'd go with I... um, Stepanovs. Okay. Yeah, but Santos, huh? Yeah, yeah oh was, man. He was, do you remember when he changed his shirt at half time? That was it for me, man. That drove what me. Oh, man. Well, um, it wasn't it wasn't that, but you know, I mean, I've never seen a defender by trade defend so terribly. He just and he was just so bad. He had no interest in it. And and the other things that drove me mad were he would get the ball probably 50 yards out and just say, "I'm going to have a pop here." And he would just have one. And, and it would be nowhere near close. I mean, it's not like he was known for, for having these shots, you know, from just kind of hit the top corner from from far out and catch the keeper unexpectedly. No. I mean, he would just say, I'm going to do this one. And yeah. and then, oh, my God, he drove me insane. Yeah, random player, wouldn't he? My brother would argue that how comes we buy the crappiest Brazilian players ever? <laughs> He'd be like, Santos, Baptista, Denilson. He went, they're all crap. Why do we buy the crap ones? And I was like, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Um but yeah, you're right. Santos was up there. Stepanov, I just I, every I've never ever felt so nervous when someone gets the ball to their feet as Igor Stepanov. <laughs> literally in hey, Highbury, the whole crowd would be like, ooh, and like pass it. They would literally scream, pass it as soon as he got the ball. I've, I've never ever seen that before. Like it was so uncomfortable. And we did you feel it. more confident with him having the ball at his feet, or when we would play the ball back to Chesney? Oh gosh, yeah, it was awful as well. He'd be up there. He'd be up there in terms of <laughs> he was just just making the fans nervous. He would be up there. But there's other ones that we would we got were um, who who else were coming in with with some? I think people said Nelson Vivas and 
Um, a couple of other ones I saw, maybe someone that said to me like Carba Diawara or someone like that, but oh, never yeah. really, never really saw him play. Scalacci, um Oh yeah, that's a good yeah, one. Je- Del Boy put a few good ones. Sylvestra, he was poor for Sylvestra, us. Yeah, Francis Jeffers, someone put. Um, Park. Man, we've had some pretty shit players, haven't oh, we? God, oh god, we're making Wenger look really bad here, haven't we? Haven't we? <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll talk about his good ones. Oh, what about the what about the, the the player that had the most potential but never really fulfilled it? I I I hope you pick the same one I pick. So I'll have you go first. I would have said Reyes. Okay. But I feel like I'm being a bit harsh because I feel like Reyes did do a lot for us. I just yeah, felt he... like he could have given us so, so much more, Reyes. You know, I felt like he could have given us so, so much more. But hold on a minute. Who are you thinking of? I think it's Abu Dhabi. Oh, of course. No, you, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got me. You've got. I then. I, it's almost by default that one, isn't it? Because of the injuries and whatnot. But it's, I mean, it's true. Yeah, he's unbelievable. Oh, he could have been brilliant. I mean, when he was fit, he walked into the French side. I mean, he was. He was. I think the first name on the team sheet for them when when he was an option. And I just can't help but think of that match against Liverpool a couple of years ago. And I think he like just got back to fitness and he bossed that game. I mean, he was. So good, and it was so unfortunate to have him go out with injuries so many times because he he would have just made such a difference. And I know I think he was that missing piece of the puzzle for quite a while for throughout those years. You know, he was. He's injured again now, isn't he? For Marseille, I think. Such a shame. Yeah, I think he's injured again. He played a couple of games. I think it's Marseille, and uh, he's injured again. It's just yeah, he's been blighted by it. It's just I feel so so sad for him because he's got so much. He's got so much belief. Yep, you got you. That that's the one, mate. There's no no beating that. Not even Ox. He's not beating that. Not yet, anyway. Um, Yeah. But hopefully he he turns it around, Ox. But yeah, like you say, um, he's. I think it's got to be Diaby. Yeah, it's got to be Diaby. I think I agree. Yeah. With you. Um, Greg, Greg, uh, we got a couple more. Gregor ninety three says, "Do we need a second right back in January?" I don't see him going for for another right back in January. Do you? Just because of the amount we've got on the on the books at the moment. Yeah, I think he'll get a left back before he gets a right back. My opinion. Yeah, I'd agree with that because it's it's more immediate in terms of first team, isn't it? It's more immediate. Yeah. Immediate. You're looking for t- players that will improve the first eleven. Um, Joseph Gertz also asks. How crafty was Wenger moving Ozil to the right ring, right wing, sorry, which was crucial to the build-up for the third goal? I noticed that he put Ramsey more central and he put Ozil out to the right. Um, mm-hmm. We don't usually like to see Ozil start out there, but it may be an option when Ramsey comes on. What do you think? I think it works late on the in the game. Uh, you know, when we kind of have our our foot in the match and and we're really pushing for some goals or kind of retain possession you know like we were trying to do there kind of get more guys that are comfortable with the ball at their feet um but i don't really see him starting with those on the right i i just don't know if that's ever going to be something he wants to do i mean remember how mad it used to drive us when he started ozil on the left for like yeah, long time. like three months straight i mean i think it was that was almost what what did us in right there i mean it was just driving us mad so i think ozil in the number 10 roles where we're going to see him un- unless uh we're making some type of tactical decisions halfway yeah. through a match. No, he's there to stay. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah. Phil Andrews at Traveller Phil, um, he asks about Monreal continuing to struggle with lack of pace. And we, we answered that one, mate. And, and yeah, we do. We agree that he's he seems to be struggling, especially with anyone that's whippy down the right side. We saw Valencia, who I don't really rate that much, have a great game against us. So it makes you a little bit worried or concerned. But um, Well, we had that one guy against Swansea. I can't even remember what his name was, but he tore him to pieces. Yeah. 
Do what I was his remember. name? I can't remember down the right side. Was it Swansea or yeah. was it? Yeah, it was Swansea. Yeah, I can't Barrow? Remember. Was that his name? Barrow? It might have been. Barrow? Might have been. Barrow. You're right, though. I've seen it so many times this season. And you yeah. say someone's not supporting him, but sometimes it's just about the player as well, you know, being beat. Yeah, sometimes it's just one on one who's going to be. Who's going to beat who? And I feel like Nacho's just getting beat quite a few times right now. I feel bad for beating up on him because he, he played great today. He had a great assist, but yeah, you know, he's just kind of been exposed a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully he can he can turn it around. I hope it's not the the sign of him deteriorating. But fingers crossed because he's not he's not young, is he? He's thirty thirty one, is he? Yeah, you don't get younger in football. That's for sure. No, that's it. That's it. But let's do um just before we go, let's do predictions for Southampton and. Uh, West Ham at 5.30pm game on Saturday. So what are your predictions and your first score for, for those two games, mate? Uh, let's see here. Southampton, I'll, I'll say we win. Having a tough time keeping a clean sheet right now. It's the cup, though, so I'll give us a 2-0 on that one. And I'll say uh, I'll say Ox is our first score. He seems to like scoring in the cup, so I'll give him that one. Like and then, uh, how about you? What do you say for that match? I'm gonna say, yeah, we we always concede. So I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say we nick it. We lost to Southampton in the League Cup last year, didn't we? All the all the we before. did at home as well. Yeah, at home as well. I'm gonna say we nick it two one. And I expect, who do I expect? I'm gonna say Ramsey. I'll say two one and Ramsey first goal score. That'd be good. I'd like to see Ramsey score a goal. Yeah, yeah, it'd be good to get him back on it, back in the yeah. side, back in the goal sheet. But um, what about uh, West Ham? Mate, a huge game, I think, away at West Ham next next Saturday. I'm probably a little worried about this one, if I'm honest. Uh... I don't know. I think this is going to be tough. I don't like to predict us to drop points, so I'll give us 3-2. Uh, and, and I'll have Ozil as our first scorer in that one. Yeah, last season was a 3-3 free free there, I think. Um, so, all right, 3-2. They're having a tough time at it, aren't they? They are. I mean, but they they, they got a good result on Man U today, so you expect their tails to be up a little bit and then them to, to you know think they're turning the corner a little bit. You just... You just hope that they, you know they they're at home, so they come out a little bit at us, and we can we can we can sort of find the gaps, you know. So uh, mm. hopefully we turn up. I'm gonna say we, we I'm gonna say two one there as well. I'm gonna say we win two okay. one there, and I'll say Alexis goal, and it would be I think it's be a huge game if we can win that one. Some big games next weekend. Uh, Man City playing Chelsea. If we can win that one, mate, um, we're, we're we're right up there, right in the thick of it. Yeah. Hey, real, real quick, I know it may be a little too far in the future, but what are your thoughts on the? Uh... How the thing, how the Champions League kind of panned out, in, in terms of our finishing position in the table. Oh yeah, I think. Well, the way it's looking, it doesn't seem this season to be a big difference whether you're first or second. Either way, we're going to end up with Barcelona or Bayern Munich. <laughs> well, aren't we? yeah. So I think for us, it, it doesn't matter, does it? I think yeah. for, it's more. I wanted us to finish top more for the mentality of the team, you know. Like I agree. You know, I, I did think, feel like that was a big thing. I said it before the PSG game that I felt we should we need to win that game to finish top. Now I would personally suggest going to Basel with a weakened kind of like a league cup side um, mm -hmm. because I, I, I think it's almost you know given that PSG are going to beat Ludogretz um, I think they're at home against Ludogretz so I, I, I can't see them not, not doing that so I'd take the chance to rest some players and, and hopefully you know we can we can get a draw which is which is winnable, but but you know you don't know. Big, uh, what benefits as a big game or a small game? We've lost both in the past, haven't we? Yeah, I mean we we had a good draw against Monaco. We thought that was the writing on the wall for us to get the last sixteen. Couple, you know, was that last season? Yes, it, it was, was last season. Yeah, or was it Barcelona? No, last season we had. Oh, man, they all kind of go together now. Yeah, all, we, we get we get knocked out. We always get. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I don't, do, I don't see. Do you, see do you see us making a good run of it in the Champions League? I'm not certain. I do. I uh, maybe it's just a, being me being a blind optimist, but I think this is the year that we we kind of get into the quarterfinal, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna predict beyond that. I'll I'll let the team team play. 
I'll take that, mate. I'll take that. But I'll just take I'll take anyone, but I don't want Barcelona or Bayern Munich. I'm bored of Something it. We new, keep losing. Yeah, it's just someone new, yeah. Anyway, yeah. I'll take Real Madrid. I'll take, I'll take Blair again, even though they're unbelievable at the moment, apparently. But um, Yeah, they are playing pretty well. But I'd, I'd just, be, just be refreshing to, to, to play anyone new. On, on our day, I think we can we can beat anyone. We just have to we have to be performing like, like Arsenal can, don't we, really? Just like how we're going to play this week uh, against Southampton and West Ham. We're going to get a couple of good, good results. Brilliant, mate. Let's end it on that, shall we? Sounds good. All right. Up the Arsenal, mate. See ya.